0: Hello welcome to a new episode of the Longball Premier League preview show. I'm John Townsend.
1: And I'm Declan DeBarbe.
0: Today we're going to be talking about a club with a long history all the way from Kevin Keegan to Shola Amiobi. That's right, we're talking about Newcastle United. First up, we have the fan-based mindset section. And for that, we are joined by esteemed journalist for The Mag, the independent voice of Newcastle supporters, Jamie Smith.
2: Hello, good to be here.
0: So, Jamie, coming into the season, what is the overall feeling amongst Newcastle supporters?
2: Um, what's the language barrier on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> How industrial am I allowed to be? Um, it's not good. I think it is kind of premature at this stage because there's a lot of pre-season to go. But Newcastle has been an existential club for a long time now under the ownership of Mike Ashley. And we are run on a very tight budget to some very restrictive policies. We have an ongoing takeover mess. We have a dwindling crowd who have grown frustrated. And the squad looks a little disjointed. There's not much faith in the manager. We'll see what happens with the rest of preseason, but I don't think anybody would say anything other than a relegation battle for Newcastle.
1: Sounds like it's going to be another one of those seasons. And Where do you sit on the side of uh, the Steve Bruce conversation? I know that there's some minority that support him, that see him as a scapegoat for Ashley, but uh, on the other end, there's people who just don't trust him, especially with some of the stuff that we saw last year. Where do you fall in regards to Steve Bruce?
2: I think the truth's probably somewhere in the middle in that we are used to having had some quality managers over the years. we had Rafa Benitez before him. And I think the best way to look at Steve Bruce's appointment would be if he left Newcastle now, I don't think any of the other 19 Premier League clubs would be remotely interested in having him. He's been brought in because he will do Mike Ashley's bidding and he'll always be up against it because of that. The reality of the situation is, if it did come to pass that Steve Bruce left, who would be interested in managing Newcastle who was any better given the restrictive uh, circumstances that you're forced to work under at Newcastle. I think it can be counterproductive to to be very negative about the manager and I think people are often a little knee-jerk reactionary but Newcastle fans want better than Steve Bruce. It's not because of his associations with Sunderland or anything like that, and sometimes I think it can be misrepresented by certain people. It's just because he hasn't got a good managerial record to be managing a Premier League club.
0: Hmm. I'm pretty sure he's still the uh, the cheapest manager in the Premier League too. He was at least oh, last yeah. season.
2: Oh, yeah. that's We're always looking for that. We will, we'll out-cheap anybody, even if you've just squeaked up through the playoffs.
0: And there was a possible takeover that was materialising at the end of last season that kind of went away for a little bit. Has that clouded all of the Newcastle storylines going into the season?
2: It's clouded all Newcastle storylines for, let's say, 15 months now, and I think we'll continue to do so for the best part of the next year. The arbitration process is a strange business because it seems as though Mike Ashley believes that by going to court, he's going to get this takeover through, which is backed by the Saudi Royal family's Public Investment Fund, which has huge amounts of investment, not just in the club, but they're interested in investing in the area. It would be beyond transformative for Newcastle United to have these owners, although I should stress there is an ethical question that a lot of people have been asking down uh, since this was mooted over the standing of Saudi Arabia and the world. Until it's settled, it feels like we will be in a sort of, not a transitional period, a kind of pre-transitional period. Whether the settlement of that is that these guys take over and we become a Man City-sized club that, that begins competing for all trophies, or whether it's just that it goes away and the possibility of this takeover is no longer on the table, therefore we can get on with in Newcastle United and potentially looking at another buyer, it will always be there. It will always have a presence in any story. Would might actually be happy to buy certain players knowing that he may not own the club for that much longer. Would a manager be interested in coming to Newcastle United knowing that new owners could bring their own man in? Every move is clouded by that takeover and we really need it to be resolved but that won't happen until early 2022 because the arbitration has been postponed until then.
1: Mm-hmm. And just turning to the transfer policy now, you know, nothing has really happened, especially when you look at a guy like Joe Willock, who at the moment is not returning. Who do you see filling his spot, who was so crucial for Newcastle? One of the only reasons they you guys stayed up last season, yeah. but also what does it say about the wider transfer policy at Newcastle?
2: A lot of the time, you may get commentators that say Newcastle fans expect certain things. They expect to be in the Champions League. They expect to compete when they've gotten right. Now, the crux of the matter is that this transfer policy is a big part of our dissatisfaction with Mike Ashley. He buys transfers by committee. He buys them based on age and expects them to mature like an investment, like a stock or a share, where you'd buy them at the age of under 24, I believe, is a policy. They would do well for you and then you would sell them on for three times the price. Joe Linton, I believe, was bought for an outrageous amount of money 40 million and they expected he would be worth 200 million in a couple of years. That's not happened, he's bang average. But this restrictive policy has been for me the main problem with Mike Ashley at Newcastle United. I do think we'll get Joe Willick. I don't know what form the deal will take, but I think the postponement of the arbitration has. Has kind of alerted Ashley to the fact that he needs to do something because if he's going to offload the club, it needs to be in the Premier League. If the arbitration isn't going to be settled till next year, that means we have another relegation to avoid. And I think deep down, Ashley will know that Joe Willock could be critical to that. The relegation relies on A, getting Willick, and B, keeping certain key members of the squad fit.
0: Of those key members in the squad, is there anybody you're really looking for to have an impact next season?
2: Yeah, I think we've got two players that stand out that we urgently need to be at their best. Alan St-Maximin, I saw play the other day in a friendly against York City, which we lost. And I'm a little worried that Alan is getting a little bit dissatisfied with his lot And potentially going into a soak because he is 90% of our attacking play goes through him. He is our main attacking outlet. He can win games on his own. He can terrorise defences to the point that gives other people a bit of space. We need him to be on form. And the second player is Callum Wilson, who is our top scorer, prone to the old hamstring injuries. And if we can get 15, 20 goals, that's the groundwork for a mid-table finish, which unfortunately is the height of our ambition under Mike Ashley.
0: Well, thank you very much for coming on. It was lovely to have you. Why don't you let the fine listeners know where to find you?
2: You can find me writing for The Mag at www.themag.co.uk. I write colourful opinion pieces and match reports. And I do uh, guests for other publications time to time. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Mr underscore
0: and now we move on to the segment we like to call We Know We Did Last Summer. And normally we'd be talking about players that are incoming into Newcastle, players that the fans are excited to see, but they haven't done anything. No loan players, no free players, no players, God forbid, Mike Ashley bought. Nobody. So, yeah, Declan, would you. Do you have any opinions on this, uh, on this squad building tactic?
1: I mean, that the incoming transfers are about as barren as Newcastle's chances of staying in the division. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert to later. No, but this squad was arguably the worst squad in the Premier League last season. I think that you could make an argument that West Bromwich Albion was worse than them, but it's not much better. This squad has been in a relegation battle for three years on the bounce. And it looks like it's another one coming up and they've cut Andy Carroll, Christian Atsu left on a free Lejeune they sold for a million pounds. But other than that, there's not much to write about. And
0: the depressing thing for Newcastle fans is the only reason why they stayed in the Prem is Joe Willock of all people came in from Arsenal and rejuvenated midfield. I think he scored six games in a row, matching Alan Shearer's record. And when guys like Joe Willock are saving your club from relegation, There is an issue issue somewhere in the club and how he's not even coming back to Newcastle on loan at this present time. He may come back. Newcastle fans are praying he comes back, but this is a guy who can't even get into the Arsenal side. And Arsenal Mm -hmm. are shambles right now, especially in the midfield. But he can't even get into the Arsenal side, which I just... How Ashley won't fork over the 10, 15 million pounds to get him, the guy who saved the club another year in the Prem, I don't know how.
1: And what's important is that Ashley needs to keep this club in the Premier League because he's trying to sell. And I'm sure that a lot of the incoming transfers have been delayed because the club is up for sale. And Ashley doesn't know how much he wants to invest if he's going to bail on the project. So he needs to get some determination from the Premier League if his sale is going to go through with the club. But right now it doesn't look good because if they go down, Ashley will not get the money he wants for the club. And might stick around a couple more years to try and get them back. Or if the arbitration goes on a little bit longer, who knows when they'll get an ability to sign players. And it's not like FIFA where you can sign someone, do their medical, agree to personal terms all in the same day. You need a couple of days at least, at the very least. And even that is a very short time frame. So this Newcastle squad is in danger. And I promise you, Newcastle fans, we really tried to look for some happy news. Mm. But there just isn't any. Yeah, because I like Newcastle. Newcastle is a team I want to see back
0: up in the top six battles. Because I grew up... Now, this is a very touchy subject for Newcastle fans. Now, it's funny It's funny when you go back and look at some of your childhood memories that you think of, oh, Michael Owen on Newcastle. Yeah, he, he was really great. No, he was actually injured half the time, and Newcastle fans hated it because he was always injured, and he he just moped around on the bench. But I that's my memory of Newcastle fans, of kind of the same level of a club as an Everton where they're not challenging for titles but they're in and around the Europa League area or UEFA Cup back in my day but that's what I want to see this Newcastle team back at it's St. James's Park is an amazing stadium and hopefully Newcastle can return there soon
1: yeah this is a fallen club
0: now, let's look at the 11. And if you're a Newcastle fan you're still listening, credit to you, because there's not much more optimism at the 11. Because Steve Bruce last season lined up in a very defensive 5 3 2 formation. And if you thought watching Burnley was depressing, wait until you see what the Geordies have to offer, because it's not much better going forward. The front two partnerships should be Alan Say Maximan and maybe Joe Linton, maybe Callum Wilson if he discovers his shooting boots again, but there's not much up front in the midfield. It's Almiron, John Joe Shelby. And originally it was Joe Willock, but if he doesn't return, I put Sean Longstaff in, but kind of take your pick with whatever you got left. Then the two wing back roles, Matt Ritchie and Jacob Murphy. And then in defense, you have Ian Clark, Jamal LaSalle's and Federico Fernandez. And then in net you have arguably the best player in the squad in Dubravka. There's not much optimism going on for Newcastle supporters. Declan, do you have any anything to give him?
1: Um, Alan Sam-Maximan is a pretty good player. And Almiron has improved in the past couple of years. He's another one of those guys who came in from the MLS, who a lot of people didn't expect to do well, but came in from Atlanta United and excelled at the Premier League. He's fast. He's smart. He can drive a counterattack, which is something that Steve Bruce's squad needs. But their left and right backs aren't of the quality that they need. Matt Ritchie is a good player, but he's far too defensive. Joelinton can't score. <laughs> I don't know what it's else. Like to s- I, d- I don't know what else to say. This squad is not a Premier League team. It's just not. There are bright spots. Debravka's fantastic in net, though a little bit older. Newcastle always seem to have a great goalie, and Debravka will be called upon. Many a times this season to get them out of some very sticky situations and say man, he was injured last season. You hope that he can stay healthy this season because he's incredible. He has the pace. He's strong. He can lead a line like just about any player in the Premier League. But when you have one striker and one goalie, maybe a midfielder, maybe a maybe a left wing back, it's going to be a long season.
0: He's stock up on alcohol now. You're going to need it from the season. But we're going to now move on to Wonder Kid Watch. And they have a few names that are probably going to be getting a lot of game time. As Steve Bruce said ahead of the season, that he's really going to be trusting his youth players a lot this season. Now, he has said that before, and he has left guys like maddie Longstaff and Elliot Anderson on the bench and not giving them much game time. But given the barren cupboard that is the starting 11, they need to have something else because that isn't enough. But Matty Longstaff is who we're going to be starting off with, and you've probably heard of him before. He's the brother of Sean Longstaff, who we imagine is going to be starting this the season with Newcastle. And his strength is offense, and I'd say his ceiling is about average, but he's something. Declan, do you have anything better to say about him?
1: I think his ceiling is a little better than average. I think that he's passable. I think that he's definitely a Premier League player and he's been in and around the first team for quite some time. His brother has been there. There's been talks that he might actually leave the club in seasons past, but he stayed around. He stayed to fight for his spot. And I do imagine he'll get some game time this season, but I don't think Matty Longstaff is a game changer. And Mm. I think Newcastle need a game changer.
0: Yes, they do. And... Spoiler alert, the game changer is probably not coming from this Wonder Kid watch, I'm just telling you that much. But now I move on to Freddie Woodman, who I'd argue is the brightest spot of this Wonder Kid watch, because he's had a few good seasons with Swansea in the championship. He's played 88 games in the past two seasons, and has a 72.7 save percentage. And that may just seem like numbers to you, but here's something to consider. Dean Henderson, when he was in the championship with Sheffield United, He had a 73.5% save percentage, so he's in Dean Henderson's ballpark. And if something happens to Dubravka, he is 32. I feel confident that Freddie Woodman can step into those goalposts and do a good job for Newcastle. And worst comes to worst, if Newcastle does get relegated, they can either sell Dubravka on to make some money, I would imagine, because he's a decent Premier League goalkeeper. Freddie Woodman will be right there in the sticks and will be a great goalkeeper for Newcastle.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's already proven at the championship level. The step up to the Premier League, as we've seen with Dean Henderson, is a rocky one. It's not always smooth, but Newcastle always seemed to have a good goalie and Woodman might be just the next one.
0: Definitely. Next guy up is Kellen Watts, and he's impressed in his loan spells so far. And he's even been singled out by Jamal LaSalle in the preseason as being one to watch. And even Steve Bruce has talked about him, saying he's giving him a welcomed headache deciding if he's going to be included in the squad or not. Now, again, Steve Bruce has a history of not playing the young players, but this is someone who Newcastle fans are really excited to see more of. And from what I've seen, he, you should be, he's, he's a
1: decent, really decent center back. Tall, smart, Uh, bright spot here for sure. I think a player who will play some minutes given Newcastle's injury record last season. And I imagine that that will carry on into this season. Keelan Watts, definitely a player to look out for. And hopefully Steve Bruce does him good, gives him some game time, lets him play in some of the cups and come the end of the season, he's starting to be introduced into the main squad.
0: And finally, a guy who have been screaming from the mountaintops that he needs to get game time is Elliot Anderson. He's your central attacking midfielder, so currently in the 5-3-2 formation, he doesn't quite fit in. However, I think you can... If you want to get really experimental playing him at wing back but he can fit in in the Elmiron slot if he gets an injury or even if it's just a cup competition he's a good creative midfielder good on the ball good passing he should definitely be given some game time this season especially if this is the squad Newcastle are running out with but now that's thankfully going to be taking us to our final category stoppage time this is a rapid fire prediction round where we each get 60 seconds to answer as many prompts as possible Declan you are up first are you ready Three, two, one, go. Finishing position.
1: Relegation battle. Top scorer. Alan St. Maximan. Top assistor. Alan St. Maximan. Stand up performer. Alan St. Maximan.
0: Breakthrough prospect. Keelan Watts.
1: Call your shot. Newcastle win a game. Is that rude? I think that's rude. <laughs> no. John Joe Shelby is warming up and he gets some more Harry Potter chants at him. <laughs> he does
0: look like Voldemort and that's the Contra.
1: Um Maddie Longs or Sean Longstaff.
0: Are you picking both? No, I'm picking <laughs> Sean. <laughs> and that's time. Well done Declan, 44 seconds.
1: And John, now it's your turn. Let me just pull up my stopwatch. Are you ready? Yes. Finishing position. Dead last. Top score. Can I say none? Alan well, say maximan. Even one goal on a team that scores zero is still a top All score. Right, Jamal top assistor. <laughs> top um, top assistor. Uh, say Max Man. Standout performer. Say Maximan. Breakthrough prospect.
0: Elliot Anderson. Call your shot. It's going to be good news for Newcastle fans, as I think Bezos is going to buy Newcastle.
1: That would be welcome. And finally, the Cantona.
0: The Cantona is going to go to... Johnjo Shelby. Who else? This award should have been named after Jonjo. But that's going to do it for this show. Make sure you check out our other show we posted today, all about my beloved Manchester United. And stay tuned, as tomorrow we're going to be talking about Norwich City and Southampton. So you won't want to miss that. Make sure you keep an eye on the Mastermind website for all your tactical breakdowns and great articles ahead of the season. If you enjoyed this podcast, give us a five-star rating as it really helps grow the show. And if you're a Newcastle fan and listen through to the entire show, credit to you for enduring it and respect to you because God helped Newcastle this season. And thank you very much for listening.